0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Gloria Chat, the best anime podcast on the internet
1: the healthiest anime podcast on the internet.
0: <laughs> you know, I was going to start off by saying we survived the holidays and and all of 2018, but uh, apparently we didn't. Uh, we did not. <laughs> so, uh, you know, rest in peace, Iroh. He was supposed to be on with us today, uh, but uh, uh, he did not survive. We will be
1: mourning so. Marlon soon enough as well at this and, rate. Um, uh, Marlon's <laughs> on his last legs. Gee, how, yes, how, how are you feeling? I'm, I'm five feeling this. bed. <laughs> Uh, yes, yes. I, hey, I'm personally, I'm feeling great. Um, after absorbing both Marlin and Eero's life energy, I'm feeling better than ever. I feel stronger, more powerful. Life is great.
0: You're uh, ready to drop a spirit bomb on this podcast. Indeed. All right. So, um, yeah. So we are here to talk about, uh, you know, since we're now starting in 2019, it is time for our winter season preview a little later than usual unfortunately but we had you know year-end stuff going on we wanted to cover uh obviously there are some shows already out as we're recording and there will be more by the time this post goes up but uh most things will be coming out over the course of the next week so um i think it's close enough yeah hopefully hopefully people will listen before uh beforehand so um, i mean
1: at this point it's like what three shows have come out by the uh by the time of yeah. this recording,
0: and there'll be a couple more because if this is going to go out Monday, then there'll probably be a couple more out, I think, by then. But yeah, not I think too there's many. a couple Sunday shows. Yeah, I think most of it is going to be hitting uh, like Tuesday, Wednesday ish is when it's going to really start the true anime apocalypse. So, anyway, um, on the podcast today, we were trying to get Team uh, Glorio USA, but once again, R.I.P. Iro. Um, hopefully we'll see his spirit return some other day. But uh, so just to introduce who we do have. I'm Jell, uh, at least for now, until I change all my screen names to Casanova
1: Wong. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm telling you, I it's, it's a great like cyberpunk runner name. Yes, I, I know it's poor
0: form to tell inside jokes on the podcast but I couldn't help myself because that is the greatest screen name of all time. And yeah, for context, great. for context, for our listeners, we kind of fell down a rabbit hole of old Kung Fu movies this past week.
1: And yes, we look this- forward to announcing the Glorio Network's newest podcast where, uh, you know, G gel and Eero will be watching every uh, Kung Fu ma- movie made in the 1970s <laughs> and commentating <laughs> over them.
2: Yes. So uh, look starting forward to that.
1: No, no, Have we're it... starting with the we're starting with the really important stuff, <laughs> like Lady Constables, and um, yes, yeah, we watched uh, Lady Constables and
0: um, whatever the, the one with Cat- 2? It, was, it was. Yes, the Warriors Two, which was actually a fairly
1: legit movie. Uh, uh, no, no, that one was actually like legit good, like really yeah. solid work by Sam Hung in that one. Yeah, because
0: we we started looking for like real like low budget, you know, turned out Kung Fu movie trash, which is the, you know, has its own appeal, own appeal. But, uh, you know, oh, that one sure, actually, sure. when I saw, when I saw it was Casanova Wong and Sammo hung together, I was like, okay, I have to watch this movie. <laughs> but uh, anyways, way off topic now. Um, yes. <laughs> let's continue on. Uh, we have uh G. Yo yo, as, you, as everyone has heard, and uh, for now uh, we have
1: Marlon. I'm not dead yet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, we'll see. We'll see. This season there, ain't man. looking great. Who knows what it might do to your frail uh, constitution? Oh boy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Well,
0: I have. Well, I have cut out a lot of the, the trash because uh, if you've listened to our season preview podcast before, we don't talk about every show, just since that would just not be physically possible in the amount of time that we normally try to aim for so i've called down a lot of things there's some bad stuff in there as well as i'm trying to pick things that are sort of notable for better or worse but um yeah let's get into it so uh kind of one of the big defining things i think coming up next season there is a lot of sequels and continuing shows from last season like a lot more than usual so Uh, normally like we don't cover those like in the preview guide stuff, but I did want to talk about some of those here. So, I mean, some um, of them are
1: definitely worth talking about.
0: Right. And yes, some of the best shows I think that are going to be happening next season are going to be returning shows. So, um, so yeah, let's start there and we'll talk about some of the sequels returning, continuing stuff. And we'll start with mob psycho 100. Hell Uh, yeah. yeah. This was, uh, this was our number six best anime of two thousand sixteen, so you know it must be good, uh, oh, and yeah. it is returning for a a second season. Uh, this is so the actual plot is about a this kind of quiet boy who just wants a, a normal life with a girlfriend, but he also happens to have uh, incredibly strong psychic powers that he only uses when he his uh, pissed off meter hits one hundred percent. Um, yeah, to, and, to give uh, some
1: context, uh, this is an adaptation of a manga that was written by one who you might know as the writer of One Punch Man. So yes, so when we say that mob is this kid with extremely powerful psychic powers, we mean extremely powerful. Yeah, like uh, yes. psychic abilities like broken. Beyond yes, blood. which is There's... definitely kind of the intent of the uh, or the, the gimmick of the show, so to speak.
0: Right. It it is it is kind of loosely, kind of tangentially similar to, uh, how One Punch Man works, where the main character is so powerful that it's really himself that is the kind of limiting factor on his powers. Um, right. Other than that, though, I think it's Mob is kind of more like a closer to a traditional kind of battle shounen type of show. Would you say that's fair?
1: Mm-hmm. Um. I, I mean, would say so. Oh, sorry, Marla, in, compar- like in comparison
0: to, in comparison yeah. to One Punch Man, which I think One Punch Man is kind of more—it's kind of a different thing. But it's more inherently it satire man. element. Yeah. Uh, whereas Mob is maybe slightly more straightforward, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, the, I'm actually the thing I would. Su- sorry, go ahead. I'm actually kind of surprised because I normally don't like this kind of th- show. And I actually very much enjoyed Mob. Um, I was surprised I ended up like watching the whole
1: thing, and I really enjoyed it. Totally. I I think, you know, we don't want to just turn this into the praise Mob Psycho 100 cast, but <laughs> I do think that, like, the the reason why Mob Psycho works so well, and I think might work well for you as well, Jell, is that, yes, it is kind of a more uh, straightforward, standard battle-style series, but I think... It's a lot more sincere than One Punch Man. Like One Punch Man is operating on this kind of pure, pure technical spectacle. You know, I mean, it's very telling that One Punch Man, the anime, is closer to an adaptation of uh of uh what's his name uh, Murata's uh, adaptation of the manga, right? Right. You know, famous Ice Shield Twenty One and just general shonen artist legend uh, Murata's art is kind of what defines One Punch Man. Whereas uh, Mob Psycho 100, which is being adopted by uh, Bones, we should note, is very much a lot closer to the original manga's art style and presentation. And not only that, but it's, uh, I, think, I think, yeah, just to use the word again, it's a lot more sincere, you know, like, yes, it's about like, oh, look at this kid with these super powered, you know, psychic abilities, but... You know, I think you know. We always talk about like you know, really the last episode, right? Where it's like there's actually a surprising amount of uh, of uh, of heart to that show, that I think kind of helps carry it through its uh, through its more satirical spectacle aspects. Yeah, yeah, like the, the stuff with uh, uh,
2: with Mob's brother, where like you know, yeah, he's really just feeling this jealousy and it's like it's really kind of goofy the jealousy fuels his psychic uh power or like his growth into psychic powers but like they you know they do introduce some legitimate you know sibling drama even if there's sometimes like just completely goofy payoffs for all the drama
1: oh definitely i mean it's definitely a very funny um anime as well you know i mean I already forget their name like the self-improvement club or whatever like (laughs) I think those guys were like low-key maybe my favorite characters in that show so (laughs) Mm -hmm. but uh, but at the same time it's like they're jokey right they're a comical group but also like they kind of represent a real tangible you know support net for Mob and his desire to like self-improve in ways that don't just rely on his psychic powers and I kind of hope that's kind of what we see more in uh, the second season of, of Mob Psycho is kind of you know, kind of more of Mob just uh, trying to wrangle with his powers and like trying to be trying to be someone beyond just you know being defined by his powers, which I think is kind of like the primary criticism that. Uh, what's the name of Mob's shitty teacher? Uh, oh, I, <laughs> or I, shitty boss. I don't uh, forget <laughs> <his> name. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah I like kind, kind of. Uh, Reagan. Reagan. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, I guess Reagan. Yes. That's, now saying that out loud um, sounds a lot like a certain American president. But yes, you know, when uh, yes, when Ronald Reagan gives that scathing criticism to uh, the um, the like bad cult dudes and like how you're all just a bunch of like chuny losers who are like you solely define yourselves by your powers. It's like that's kind of like kind of the crux of what a mob is trying to escape. So I kind of hope we see a lot more of that. You know, in addition to just Bone's kind of typical, you know, top-notch presentation and animation. Yeah, I'm really looking
0: forward yeah, to it. Yeah, there was some... Yeah, it, it, it's interesting because you mentioned how, you know, this is written by one, like One Punch Man, but it's not, obviously doesn't have the art of, you know, Murata involved in it. So it's a very different kind of look aside from, like, the, you know... <laughs> the the one punch man like joke face is where you kind of see <laughs> right. the connection, I think. But yeah. the uh, the uh, whatever you call that face, I don't know if there's a name for it, but I think everybody knows what I'm talking about. Um, yes, yes. And, and it's it kind of makes it, you know, even though it might not seem like as like traditionally beautiful, so to speak, it it it's a very more it's it's a lot more of a kind of a unique visual style that i thought oh, was totally really appealing um even yeah, though it's not I mean, like pretty so to speak it's you know um it's it's very interesting and creative
1: yeah i mean don't get it twisted like this is mob psycho is the sort of anime that bones feels is necessary to bring their like top top a team you know guys like UdiPon, you know get attached to shows like mob psycho Right. You know, it's your uh, uh, earth shattering into squares and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh. Got to love those exploding cubes.
2: Oh, yeah. Just all the flourishes that, man. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. it's always so
1: impressive to watch. I mean, I think Mob Psycho was my actual like favorite looking anime of the year. It came out just uh, uh, Bones. Spoilers, they do good work. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So I think we're all uh, pretty excited for that to come back. I don't remember where the story left off, but you know, I don't want to spoil anything either. But we'll we'll see uh, we'll see how that goes.
1: And I All think right. I will just say real quick. Um, sorry, Joe. Let me just no, say one on. last thing. One last thing about Mob, because I have a feeling that I feel like I have a feeling Mob Psycho might be like one of the only shows we're going to be able to talk this excitedly and this positively about in this podcast. So <sighs> I just want to say that maybe also a lot of our hopes are lying with Mob Psycho 100 because. Frankly, it's kind of maybe the sole hi- – not the sole highlight. And you know what? I'll happily eat crow in a couple of weeks when we do our like, you know, first impressions podcast if some of these other ones really stand out. But it seems for now Mob Psycho is kind of the only really solid bet um, yeah. this upcoming season. I, 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 think, I think it's fair to say it's like the safest
0: bet. I'm sure we'll find other good shows, but – it's, some of them are uh, <laughs> some of them are looking pretty hit, hit or miss,
2: but th- this yeah. one I think we're
0: I think I feel like this one we were pretty confident it's going to be good. So totally. Yeah. All right, so let's uh, keep moving along then to our next show on the list, which really I mostly want to talk about because I'm shocked that it's actually happening. Um, there is yeah, I was surprised second, to see this one. There's a second season of uh, Real Girl, which oh. if. Uh, if you remember a couple seasons ago, I was kind of shocked that it's a pretty decent uh, romantic comedy with a heavy influence, uh, heavy emphasis on the romance part. Um, it is the uh, story of a uh, loser nerd otaku guy who uh, ends up going out with the hot delinquent girl in school and kind of them uh, figuring out their relationship. And um you know, other than kind of dabbling in some shoujo tropes here and there, it's it's pretty it's a pretty solid show. I, I enjoyed it, and I'm kind of looking forward to more. Again, I was just kind of shocked that it actually happened because the uh, the studio, which I think is, um, I looked this up earlier, uh, Hoods. I think it's Hoods Entertainment has been having a lot of trouble getting shows done. Um, oh, really? Over the past two years, really. Um, they, uh, what they, have they done
1: they, other than Real Girl?
0: They were last seen trying to finish that March and Madchen show or whatever. Oh boy! Which I don't think they ever did. The I think they had to cancel the last two episodes or something. I don't. I don't remember. Yeah,
2: there was something really. Yeah, just wrong. <laughs> like, like are, they, yeah, are they are they
1: are they sitting at the same uh, cafeteria table as UFO table these days in terms of uh anime studios that just.
0: Yes, except they don't
1: permanently like scarred by one project.
0: Uh, Sure, but they don't have that. They didn't have that fate money in the bank, I don't think. (laughs) Right. So uh, (laughs) I was kind of shocked that this actually happened. But um, yeah, it's 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 a pretty solid uh, romance show. Again, if you're not into that kind of thing, I don't know if it really has enough new there to like, you know, broaden the appeal so to speak but uh you know it's it's i, I thought it was pretty good um and it's probably going to get a little more serious in season two just the way the plot developed from season one uh with uh the, the they kind of strongly imply that the main girl has some kind of anime disease which you know how that usually huh. goes oh, oh no right? not anime oh, disease. as long so, as
1: it's better well,
0: than well,
2: uh, your lying april
0: i mean well I would hope so, but
1: <laughs>
0: I cannot – Oh, uh, uh, shit. I, I don't know. We'll have to see. So
1: Was uh, – sorry, Joe. Was Real Girl the one that came out in that season with all of those other, like, sweet romance shows of sorts that
0: – No, it was okay. I Okay, bo- cu-
1: I just kind of lump them all together, so.
0: It was either slightly before or after. I don't think it was in gotcha. that block with, like uh, – a place further than the universe, and uh, Takagi-san, yeah, and the all season that. Afterwards, yeah, it might have been the season after, so it's fairly recent. Um, all right, so let's let's keep moving to a show that I'm actually excited for: uh, the return of Kakaguri, <laughs> uh, Kakaguri XX, I guess. Should you know what? I like to. <laughs> sure, you know what? I have a feeling this is complete conjecture. I have not looked it up. I have a feeling that's going to be pronounced double cross.
1: Oh man, are they are they adopting guilty gear naming uh, they, conventions?
0: This is, this is the kind of show. This is the kind of show that would do something that gloriously stupid.
1: Man, um, I cannot. I cannot wait for Kakagurui double cross accent core and then <laughs> Kakagurui uh, Chrono Phantasm.
2: And oh I'm getting yeah, my game Cock- uh, mixed up Cockiguri here. But... Tag team battle, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Kakaguri XR third turbo special edition. Um, anyway, so uh, if you somehow missed that show because Netflix didn't put it out for nine months after it originally aired, uh, <laughs> thanks Netflix. <laughs> this is a, a show about. Um, super rich kids who go to this high school where they gamble for social standing and, uh, the best gamblers end up on the super powerful student council while the worst ones, uh, that can't pay their debts literally become slaves. Uh, it is the most ridiculous, campy over the top, just trashy mess. And it's like super stylish and it's just fun to watch. Like, they, they come up with these, like, really stupid gambling games that don't make any sense, and they take it, like, 120% seriously to the point where it's, like, <laughs> it's am almost I, funny.
2: And, am I right I mean, that they you know... uh, had, like, uh Russian roulette at one point?
0: Yes, <laughs> they did play Russian roulette at one point. Um... <laughs> But it was a very weird version of Russian Roulette. It was not – there was cards involved and
1: stuff. But uh, yeah. Russian Roulette, Texas Hold'em. Texas Hold'em, Russian yeah, Roulette. It was My favorite yeah. uh, variation of the old classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I think
0: the important point as I say all that is like I, the the show very much knows that's what it is and it fully embraces it and plays it up to the greatest effect yeah, possible. Oh, totally. So it's not like – it's not like I'm, it's not like you ironically watch it because it's bad. It's like it is trying to be trash and and rolling around in it, and it loves it, and I love it too. It's
1: fine, Gel. You don't have to defend it that hard. <laughs> I think we all get like we get exactly what it's trying to be, right? Like you know, it is. Yeah. And there, I think there's nothing wrong with a show that is that confidently, uh, how shall I say, like proud of what ex- or of uh, uh, it's so self confident in knowing exactly what it is and fulfilling that to the absolute best of its ability, whatever that might be. And the
2: the voice acting seemed really good too.
0: Yes, there is a lot of over the top, over the top, uh, <laughs> super hammy voice acting, which is obviously a critical point for this type of thing. I guess I wanted to make sure that was all clear because I would watch a show that was bad with those kinds of descriptions if it were unintentionally bad. So I just want to make it clear that this, (laughs) this is intentionally trash and Mm -hmm. it's, it's pretty great. Um, Also shout out to the, uh, I have to watch more of the live action version. That was pretty fun.
2: Right. It has uh, uh, one of the main characters from common Rider* Gaim as the
0: main guy. Yes. As the, uh, the completely uh, useless and irrelevant main male character. (laughs) That was that that was kind of the uh, one of the the interesting things that in episode one, when the show started, was like they they introduced like the kind of, you know, (sighs) lame male protagonist guy. You're like, oh, great. Here we go. And then he just like completely gets sidelined when the real main character shows up. (laughs) And he's he he sticks around as like sort of like almost like the narrator almost. But he has almost nothing to do with the actual plot of the show. Uh, So that was kind of fun. But anyway it's a fun show. Not a, not a lot of meat to it, obviously, but, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a visual spectacle and just kind of fun to watch. And, uh, I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, moving along to a show that's not a visual spectacle, nor fun to watch. (laughs) And really, I only stuck in here again as another show. I am shocked. It still exists. Uh, piano forest is continuing. Oh, right. And, uh, <laughs> I, I just wanted to mention it because let's just put this out there can we please just let gynax die in peace please no, let
1: sure. gynax rest
0: let them, must. it is one one tired farm. yes let, just, let them. <laughs> go ahead she
1: just we we, look, man, we all knew Gynax died when Amishi left after Panty and Stalking. We all knew Gynax died after Ano left to do the Ava movies on his own. Like, Uru in Blue is never happening. Fucking... Panty and Stalking Season 2 is never happening. Just... Gunbuster 3 is
0: never happening.
1: Is never happening. Like, we have watched them drag Gynax's corpse throughout the ages just year after year. Like I I was still in college when Gynax died. I, sure. I, I I'm an adult now and I still am forced to just look at look at Gynax's, you know, just desiccated corpse being thrown around like it's still relevant. It's you know, it's like it's it's like watching a family member fade away. It's
2: <laughs> Oh man. And that's uh and,
1: and it, and, and it's not just like... And it's not just a course of a couple months. It's years, man. Fucking... Yeah. I don't know. Like...
2: And then, you know, there, every once in a while you'll get a C3 boo and there's, like, a, a spark of life. And then it's... But, just but that's a the thing. Even,
1: even that C3 boo thing, I felt like, was like... You know, that was very much like the, like... The glowing embers of a dying fire sort of thing. Like, the, there, there are no... You know, there are no ashes here. There are no white hot ashes left to be found. This this fire is dead, man. Like, you know, obviously, you know, like, you never want to say things are set stone, right? Like, a studio could always make a comeback. I mean, fucking Madhouse did somehow, but it's just like, I don't know. The only way I feel like Guinax could ever ever make a comeback to relevancy is like, I are don't they? Know.
0: Uh... Are they going to make any money off of uh Evangelion going on Netflix? Th- I, I huh, mean that's, a, that's only, a good question. We can only speculate, but maybe that would uh between that and the selling tomatoes,
1: maybe that'll uh <laughs> help them get uh, get back on their feet. I don't <laughs> yeah, know, man. The the Ava Rights thing are a super weird situation legally, uh as far as I know. But Yeah. I think theoretically, yes. Rights to the TV show—that money would go to Gynax, so
0: they can uh, pay their back taxes. Finally, who knows?
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that,
0: that, that. Yeah, that situation just—just let them go, because you know, obviously it's not just money too. You have to have talent. Any talent? Yeah. And, and all the people that we know, Gynax is are long as is just long gone. So, like. You know, even if even if you gave them a huge cash infusion, would it wouldn't even matter? Because like, who's there, right? So right. just 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 let the name go, and you know we have we have the memories they can live on in our heart. We can I can rewatch you know, fully coolly anytime, <laughs> and you know let them rest in peace. But we don't need to actually talk about the show. I don't really care about piano. Oh course. no,
1: no, I don't think anybody episode of the piano forest or whatever yeah because like, it was really yeah clean. It, yeah it yeah. looked like hot trash mm-hmm. yeah
0: I, I i did watch the first episode and it's kind of a bad sign when you need to pull in the cg to make a piano um in the first episode but uh, yeah in the first episode no less so anyway let's keep moving along uh you know a, a lot of these this tail end of this uh, these sequels continuing shows that are just kind of uh, public service annou- announcements here of things that are continuing. But uh, I did want to just remind everyone that, uh, you know, Luigi has forsaken us and the year of K- Kirito continues. Uh, uh, we are uh, truly
1: living in the darkest timeline. Yeah. Uh,
0: so Sword Art Online is still continuing. Um, interesting, I have not heard anybody talking about it except for one... There was one incident where there was a controversial sexual sh- assault episode, because, of right. course, there was. Yep. And uh, which I did not watch it. I did not care to watch it, but I read about it. And uh, it was so bad that the author actually kind of sort of apologized for it.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean what does that actually mean? Because maybe he basically said like
0: shifted the blame. Yeah, he basically was like, oh, well, I wrote that 10 years ago and I'm different now or whatever. And it's like, yeah, dude, but you yeah. still catch And like, still the,
1: cash the check, man. And the
0: animators, <laughs> they went too far.
1: <laughs> that seems like a weird, like, that seems like a weird, well, I get it right. Like, adaptations are always going to be, you know, uh, uh, a subjective thing, but to just be like, no, no, I, I didn't write that. It was the animators. They're the, they're the, they're the lusty horn dogs who, who added this in. <laughs> like Mister, like seven years of glopping semen or whatever, like yeah. that line was. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry, what? dude. You can't just like. I feel like we've joked about this, Marlin. Right, like you know about like oh, the 6. like the point five, right? Like the chapter. Yeah, yes. yeah, that like extra Sorry, book I just he wrote. completely
2: blanked there for a second.
1: Where he graduated from light novels to straight up just like I, I don't even know, like literary smut. Basically I a guess. lemon. Yes, yes, it, to use the uh, fanfic terms. <laughs>
0: anyway, so sort of our line still sucks, but it's gonna be going for like another nine months. So enjoy uh <laughs> also also want to mention uh jojo's bizarre adventure continues on um yeah. have you guys been keeping up with that yeah
1: oh yeah totally
0: how's that been how's uh, this part been going
1: it's, it's a little uh, slow
0: but i mean the
1: yeah i yeah yeah the powers are cool you know it's i you know, I, I I hate that I'm I'm the one here, you know, I mean, Marlon's here as well, but I hate that, I, you know, I'm the one here talking about JoJo because, like, I think for better or worse, I have come a little bit, I have come away from part five a little cool, I guess you'd say, like, especially compared to part four. I think the part five cast is, I don't know, just maybe not as likable, like, they're weirdos, but they're not weirdos in the way that I like my JoJo weirdos to be, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think it's definitely been a little slow. I feel like, you know, I mean, look, I could go back and maybe watch up to the first 12 episodes of part four and find out that actually they didn't really do that much. But I feel like we're 12 episodes into part five and we haven't even seen all the stand powers of Giorno's gang. Yet. Right. Like, yeah, that's the big thing. Like, I'm pretty sure at least by episode
2: 12, we got, you know, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, you, know, you know, we got at least the main three guys.
1: I mean, at least twelve episodes in to part four, you already knew that Koichi was not to be fucked right. with, and that's the most important takeaway from early yeah. part four. So. Yeah, but uh, it's still solid. It's still solid. You know, David Production does good work. Um, and still very stylish. Uh, yeah, totally, totally, very solid. Just uh, I think it's kind of with part five, kind of settling into that very like comfortable. You know exactly what to expect from it at this point.
2: Yeah, it's pro- probably not going to win number three, like some of its predecessors.
1: Yeah, I think part five might be the first one to... Uh, oh, no, we
2: didn't give it to Stargust Crusaders. I think it got like number six
1: or something. Oh, did it? I guess that makes sense. Part three is not particularly my favorite yeah. either. So. Was
0: a <laughs> I, mean, with this one, I mean, is this one even going to make our top ten?
1: Uh, I guess we'll uh... find out. I think that really definitely depends on its end game. I think because JoJo is JoJo, it could always just introduce some late game shit that just completely, you know, completely, you know, tips the balance. But based on early impressions, I see I could see part five kind of for better or worse ending up in like a number four, or number five spot in my personal top ten list, if even. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> I guess it is a little hard to
0: make that call on
1: like. January
0: fifth or whatever today is, huh? but <laughs>
1: also yes, that it's fucking
0: We're like fucking five days into January.
1: So. I think like five days into twenty eighteen. I said Garo Vanishing Line would be my number one anime of twenty eighteen, and look how that fucking turned out. So. Yeah,
0: yeah. So a little early for that talk, but uh I guess we'll yes. see. All right. Well, it's still there if you want it. Mm-hmm. We'll Indeed. D- so. um one one more uh, show we want to cover as far as the returning stuff. I just want to once again shout out uh, certain magical index season three continuing. I have not actually Speaking had of
1: t- more comfortable anime trash. trash.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I have not had a chance to uh, catch totally up, but I am in the middle of the arc, which is basically Thomas saves Britain, and there are so <laughs> many. There, there are so many lines that could be taken out of context and you, and made into Brexit jokes. Oh, no. I feel like I should just make a series of screen caps of just, like, out-of-context lines and <laughs> just post those.
2: I, but, uh, I'm sure someone already has.
1: <laughs> yeah. I am, um, I'm especially broken up that Eero is not here, because now that we have an excuse to talk about Index again, perhaps now we could finally hold the like inquisition of, actually, is Index that good, or do you guys just tolerate its version of anime trash compared to other versions of anime trash? I don't think
2: they've ever pretended that that's not the case. It's just...
1: Oh, I don't know. Did you listen to the podcast where these guys said that Index was smarter than Fate? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> You're totally wrong. I don't think we ever said smarter. <laughs> I th- oh, I think, I think we you, at least, you, at least, you at least implied,
0: like, better written right. or more consistent. <laughs> uh, well, that... yeah, Maybe, maybe more yeah, consistently maybe, written. maybe. But, uh yeah i i don't know and you know they they just uh they just announced a like last night they just announced a index gotcha game is coming so maybe they really are coming for fate's throne uh (laughs) since uh since fgo is is a terrible gotcha game but people just play it because it's you know fate and it has you know busty anime girls uh you know maybe maybe it just needs some proper competition (laughs) but uh Anyway, that show's still fun. I'll be catching up with that soon. And uh, yeah, so that's pretty much covers the sequels continuing shows. And, uh, you know, let's move on into the new stuff. All right. So um, these are kind of loosely in chronological order. So actually, I think the first two shows are already out. I'm not sure if maybe even the third one is. But uh, we'll start with uh, Boogie Pop and others. This is... Okay, I'm going to do my best to try to explain... uh, (laughs) (laughs) If anybody remembers uh, Boogie Pop Phantom, which was a moderately successful kind of psychological thriller-type show uh, way back in, I think it was either 99 or 2000...
1: It was one of those anime that hung out at the same table as Serial Experiments, Lane, and Ergo Proxy, to give you an indication.
0: Yeah, it was kind of that period of anime there. Um, yeah. It seems kind, it, of yeah, like, it kind
2: of Parasite adjacent in its themes. Uh,
1: right? I think Parasite is a lot more like pulpy, let's be honest. Like I like Parasite, but Parasite is about like fucking evil aliens it, it's very 90s it's very right. 90s like gore you know spectacle in terms of uh its approach whereas i feel like at least based on i don't know a goddamn thing about boogie pop phantom other than its opening but i think it's i i can only assume it is a pretty different kind of uh story okay
0: yeah i think it's more of a like i said kind of a psychological type of thing than i mean there is like some action and blood and stuff like that but I never actually watched Boogie Pop Phantom either, but other than, you know, clips floating around and stuff way back when. But, uh, so this particular series, so for a little broader context, Boogie Pop is like a novel series that's been going on since like uh, 1999 or something like that. Um, And uh, it is about this, uh, I guess Boogie Pop is kind of like this, you know, urban legend character, but it actually exists for real, um, and uh, it kind of appears in different people's lives. And each novel is sort of like a different story with like a different set of characters, and it's kind of told as like more vignettes than kind of like a big overarching story type of thing. Okay. But uh,
2: so this is where so your, I guess uh, be- uh, Keynote's journey reference and the preview comes from
0: yeah there's there's that, and um also just reviving an anime from that era, like you know fifteen to almost twenty years later right. um I think there's probably some comparisons to be made in there, mm-hmm. but uh so this particular series, so boogie pop Phantom was i guess not really a novel; it was like an original story in between a novel or something. If I've read that all correctly, I tried to do as much research as I could on it, but um. And this series, this new series, Boogie Pop and Others, is actually going to be adapting the actual first novel of the series. So, um, yeah, other than that, I mean, I don't know too much about it plot-wise other than, you know, like I said, it's kind of more of like a a kind of psychological thriller type of thing. I think there's some, like, conspiracy theory stuff going on in the background, too, or whatever, but... um, in the spirit yeah, I don't, of
1: those, I don't shit about this yeah. one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. In
0: the spirit of those other other shows that, you know, G mentioned probably gives you kind of an idea of the type of show it is. And, you know, we're we're gonna be kind of uh, you know, if you if people haven't watched it, we're kind of in the same boat where we're gonna we're gonna have to see how it turns out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um and, like I said, that is actually already out as of time of recording. So, oh, I guess right. we can it's just. That
1: none of us actually got around to watching we,
0: it. <laughs> we just did not get around to watching it yet because uh, it literally came out like last night or something. So, um, you know, we'll get on that and we'll have our normal first looks and all that coming soon.
2: Yeah, Crunchyroll getting a lot of the good releases other than Kake
0: Yeah, I'm assuming that's going to be doomed to Netflix again. Netflix is. Was really hyping that up. I well, you know what? Actually, I'm not sure how much of that is Netflix hyping it up or just you know the the out the quote unquote algorithm uh, showing it to me uh, <laughs> in my personal Netflix. Yeah, that's entirely so possible. People's mileage may vary, but um, yeah, they somehow thought to put that to the top of my recommendations when that came out, and still have it there. So, um. Alright, so let's keep it moving here. On to the next show, which is also out. And gee, you actually watched this. You and I were watched this, right? Yes.
1: Yes. Uh, yes. So, we watched um, this last night because because we have good priorities, and instead of watching, you know, things like Boogie Pop, which are probably the thing that people are actually going to be paying attention to, <laughs> uh, we decided it was more important to watch this fucking anime mecha trash.
0: So Well, let me just Okay, so let me just start with saying we're talking about The Price of Smiles, um, which it does have some credibility as the this has been touted as the 55th anniversary of Tatsunoko Productions, and this is the anime they have chosen to make, which is really weird to me because it doesn't seem like anything related to anything traditionally Tatsunoko at all. Uh, right, just, I was,
1: I was going to say, we were already making jokes, like, okay, like, by episode 6, are they going to reveal that this is actually, like, a like a distant, far sci-fi reimagining of, like, some ancient Tatsunoko property in the same way as, like, Yatterman or uh, uh, Gatchaman or something?
0: <laughs> right, you would have thought they would have go- gone in that direction again or something for this, but, um, no, so as far as we can tell, it's a completely original thing, right?
1: I um, so, so far, yes.
0: So, I mean, G, since you watched it, what's the, uh, what is it, you want to give us the, the pitch on what this one's about?
1: Uh, sure, sure, I can do that. So, basically, it's a mecha anime about, I guess, a step, I mean, now that I look at the promo material, I, I think this is actually going to be more of a, like, revolving cast sort of thing, but at least based on the first episode, it is about Princess Yuki, who is ascending to the throne of her fucking like anime magical kingdom of Hariance or whatever. And uh, you know, Yuki is just a you know she's a cute, precocious princess who's uh you know uh being introduced to the uh, the burdens of leadership and you know stumbling a bit. But her her earnest and innocence, you know, her earnest innocence and naivete just are winning over the hearts of. Of all the people or something. And so she's like that uh, uh,
2: little the Lolly Empress from uh, Code Geass.
1: Kinda, yeah. Except imagine she was actually the head of state. Or seems to be the head of state. Mm-hmm. I So the only reason I'm not writing this anime off entirely. Despite it's like kind of dreadful first ten minutes. Is that there are enough glimmers of self-awareness in it that... I think I will at least give it a couple more episodes. But uh but yeah, basically it's like, you know, I don't know, very like very anime royalty style aesthetic. If, you know, you, if <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about, like just those words might already conjure up a certain type of image. And uh, think of a tales game when you say that. Yeah, yeah, like you know, tales series or like a very like code chaos. like, you know, what the kind or- of outfits that the nobility were wearing in that, you know, very like uh outlandish flamboyant but like vaguely nobility nobility inspired uniforms um does, does the little girl have a pink sword <laughs> No no but she wears like a but, but her fucking like princess like royal outfit looks like an idol uniform which maybe tells you something about I don't know the direction this show might actually
0: be taking <laughs> Oh man is there going to be is there going to be dancing robots
1: <laughs> So me and Iro, when we were watching this, were thought this is what was actually going to happen because the very this show opens up with her giving her speech, her like in, her uh, inauguration speech, and the audience is waiting in a concert hall style auditorium where they're waving the, like, idol glow sticks.
0: (laughs) What? Oh,
1: man. And so we thought, oh, her speech is going to be a song, right? Like, that's what's going to happen, is the traditional fucking royal inauguration speech is going to be an idol performance or something. But they don't actually do that, which then makes the idol trappings all the more confusing, I suppose. Um... I don't know if that's better well, or worse. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's it weird. Seem I,
2: like fun enough or like dumb enough.
1: No, no. It's here's the thing, right? Like there are a couple glimmers of kind of self awareness where it kind of leads into like there are a couple places where like you know the characters rightfully point out that like the the hot blooded you know male mecha pilot who's like you know the the princess is like you know childhood friend slash bodyguard is, like, a hot-headed dumbass who kind of just literally says the same, like, canned one-liner over and over again, you know, like, I think roughly 50% of his dialogue is just guts and willpower, it. you know, just, um, you know, and there are parts where, like, one of the characters literally, like, states that, hey, you know, Do we actually need a monarchy? Like, what are monarchies good for? And there's a part of me that, you know, having watched Legend of the Galactic Heroes, was like fucking waving my FPA flag over here and be like, yeah, hell yeah, fucking destroy this rotten, yo, destroy this rotten institution. Just
2: remember, G, children Uh, or adults ten and over can be executed. Oh no,
0: (laughs) Reinhardt's going to kill her. She's (laughs) twelve.
1: Yeah, yeah, she's over 8 to 10. She's valid for uh, Reinhardt's Purge. You see uh... power,
0: and uh, yeah. Oh, man.
1: <laughs> but, uh, oh, so my. the thing I would say, I don't want to go on too long about the price of smiles, but the thing that almost kind of saves it for me is that, like, it's CG mechs, so, you know, eh. But they're not terrible looking. Like, they kind of do this kind of pretty slick uh, cell shaded style that I think works pretty well in motion, and... There are a couple shots in it that kind of almost look like pretty solid 2D action. So, you know, the mech fights aren't bad. I mean, it's the first episode, so like honestly, if that's the best they ever look in this show, then that's not a great sign, but they looked good enough, you know, and like the fight in the first episode was like two pilots, you know, basically like basically getting into Gundam build fighters like fucking virtual reality pods. Right. Really? And, like, fighting it out. And, like, the idea was, that, like, it was a 1v1, but each commanded a squad of, like, five AI-controlled, like, you know, robot squad members. So, like, there was kind of, like, a lip service to, like, squad tactics and, like, you know, setting up flanking and firing lines. And, you know, my brand of bullshit. Right. Um, the thing that I think might – again, I said might. I'm not saying I like this show, but the thing that might keep me around is – uh early in the episode when the princess is like you know dealing with like uh the politics and stuff uh one of her like her top like general lieutenant guys is like uh we had a meeting with the neighboring empire to uh discuss diplomacy and you know renewing our uh our non-aggression pact and the prince is like oh good that's wonderful i'm so glad we don't have to go to war and then the last 5 minutes of the episode reveals that actually no the military brass of this kingdom have actually just been like covertly hiding that actually there is kind of a raging border skirmish happening on the border of the kingdom this entire time. And that they're essentially just keeping the princess in the dark because they essentially realize that like, actually, no, yes, we call you the princess and we're going to let you wave to the crowd, but actually you don't have any say in how we're actually running. Um, things when it comes to like warfare yeah i was gonna mention when i was reading the promo it
0: it's it's the the description said it was actually going to be about two characters there was the princess and then far off in another planet there was like this like woman pilot or something that was going to also be one of the main characters and i don't know it sounds like she maybe didn't factor into episode one but maybe like episode two will be about her and we kind of get the bigger picture it sounds like there's like right. I mean, more stuff going on than is originally led on in the...
1: Yeah, I think that's kind of my feeling, is I don't know if it's all necessarily going to be good, but the first episode at least hinted enough at, like, okay, there's more going on here than the initial saccharin like, you know, little girl princess, you know, you know shenanigans, I guess, so to speak. Like, right. Again, I'm... I can only guess this based purely on the promo material and, like, what shows up in, like, the ED sequence, but it seems to imply that they're going to do almost a – I don't – I'm not making this comparison lightly, and I'm not implying that these are are to be compared at all, but maybe they're doing a Legend of the Galactic Heroes style, like –
0: Dual protagonist. You know,
1: like – Duel, yeah, like, dueling protagonists, like, let's examine both sides of this conflict sort of thing. Well, okay. You know, because.
0: <laughs>
1: so, that, so, that, that, <laughs> so does it turn out the little girl is actually Reinhardt? <laughs> uh, I, I'm not joking. That might, I mean, the problem is that both kingdoms are inherently autocratic. One is called a kingdom, the other is called an empire. Okay. So, you know, not a great look for either parties here, but. Right, but yes, the uh, the enemy, the quote-unquote enemy side, or the side opposing the kingdom, seem to be very much more in the style of like you know Earth Federation style, like uniforms and aesthetics. So, right, that might be actually what we're getting to a certain extent here. Oh man,
0: <laughs> that's gonna uh, be anime of the year 2019, right? <laughs>
1: I don't. I, I. I truly do not believe this show has the chops for that. But it's hinting at just enough stuff on the periphery that I feel like I need to at least see it to save my curiosity.
0: Well, I, you know, like even the title is like the price of smiles. Like what? If, like if you really like think about what that would mean, that it, it just implies that there's some heavy stuff going on in the background or something, right? Yeah. Like
1: oh I don't think I mean but, truly because of the way the show looks and is presented, I truly don't think that's happening. But if it does, I would be very uh I would be very pleasantly surprised.
0: Yeah. I mean it sounds like it at least merits another episode to see yeah the full scope of what they're going for or try anyway. And then, you know, be that good or bad, it sounds like they're at least doing more than what was on the surface level. Possibly. Yeah. So. All right. Well, let's uh, keep moving along. I think this show might have just come out or something, but obviously we haven't watched it yet. I have no idea how you're supposed to pronounce the title. Is it Wiz? Wiz? W's? It's spelled W apostrophe Z. Uh, which uh. is. Um, uh. <laughs> yeah. <But that's laughs> like Wiz. I got nothing, man. So I'm gonna give you the pitch. I'm gonna give you the description of the show, which is basically oh, good. A YouTube DJ gets mixed up in. Oh, this is starting off great already. Gets mixed up in some kind of like techno techno magic sword fighting tournament thing or something. Which as you do. Uh... <laughs> which okay, that sounds like it could be all right but sure. Um, I kind of wasn't going to talk about this because then I saw it was made by Gohans. I'm like, Gohans, where have I heard that before? Oh boy. And, uh, <laughs> then I remembered, uh, that their last, okay. So Gohans originally came onto the scene with the, uh, the anime series and eventually movie series K. If you all remember that, which is strangely uh, popular. Yeah. Um,
1: uh, it was like, that's kind a word
0: of, for it. Yeah. Yeah, they're, 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 there is a fan base for that series, believe it or not. Um, but they, they, they've mostly been working on K-movies, but they, the last TV series they did was Handshakers. And I don't know if you guys remember that one. Uh, um,
1: I've never seen screencaps from it. <laughs> yeah.
0: So some people have put Handshakers in the discussion for worst anime of all time, which might be maybe a little harsh. I think you could definitely make a case for it being – the most ugly um
1: <laughs> yeah definitely most poorly produced i mean they have it's it, it, it's go ahead g just the clips i've seen of that show make fucking golden kamui look competent you know it's <laughs> i mean here's the thing right making anything is hard right anime video games whatever like it's you know any production is difficult because it requires an a huge amount of people and talent and and resources going into it. But something about, about handshakers just fucking... Something real rotten must have happened in the production of that one because I don't think I've ever seen an anime series implode so hard as that one. Well, so there's that, and also...
0: And it's interesting. I just saw, like, literally, right as we were getting on. I think the guy from uh, Sakaga blog tweeted out some like screenshots reminding us that hands is terrible. And a lot of it, it's not even just like their the technical execution, but they make very deliberate design choices that are yes hideous. Like,
1: right? That's kind of really the thing.
0: Is they're basically like vomiting patterns and colors over everything um and yeah. it's a very just dis- it i mean it's it's unique i'll give them that you can recognize it,
1: it. it's pretty distinct <laughs> i mean i think yeah i think the problem is that like it's almost like they're trying to go for like the con- you know the uh what's it called the gankutsuo style like surreal you know digital filters thing except with like none of the nuance and none of the none of the artistic sensibility no it's like they're
0: like they're like literally pasting like patterns like that they you know they made like a photoshop pattern and like plastered it onto like you know as a texture on this <laughs> yeah on the walls yeah, or, it's like a
1: mask layer or something. yeah, yeah. and <laughs> and, and, it,
0: and and it looks like that that whatever style is carrying over into this new show which is not a good sign uh as well as the technical yeah. quality i watched the trailer and it looks disgusting so i don't know how I don't know how somebody gave them a it's, second chance at, at at
1: doing this. I mean, but at some point, I can only assume it's just the K money, right? You said it was popular, which surprised me, but I guess I'm not. I'm looking this up now. They made like fucking eight movies or something. Like, yeah, holy it's, shit. It's
0: got a it's it's got a fan base. Um, yeah, and I think we don't hear about um, it as much because it's it's been movies after the initial.
1: Yeah, I mean, for better or worse, the only thing I can ever really say about K is that. A it should have been called Wizard Gang Wars, and B, it should have been about Wizard Gang Wars instead of like. Maybe that's what this title is abbreviating.
0: Maybe that's what the title is abbreviating.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Wiz, Wizard Gang Wars. (laughs) Maybe. We can only hope. Uh, But I guess that's the confusing thing, because like I didn't I didn't stick with K, but like k looked decent in places like it had it's like weird digital uh filters thing going on like it had some really weird lighting choices but otherwise it was a solid looking anime yeah i mean it had some really nice shots here and there so yeah, like weird like I, putting
0: like purple and blue and whatever lighting all over the place um, yeah
1: they had some like really weird digital filters but like animation wise and like for the most part that show looked fine yeah it did look so pretty decent um yeah i feel like i, I guess i wonder like Go ahead. Who I guess I wonder who's green lighting all these like filters and stuff. Like who's like, <laughs> ah yes, the culmination of my final vision. <laughs> Ugly digital filters. <sighs> I don't know, man. Yeah, I feel like you I feel like
0: the, the the filters in K see that was the thing, like they were like acceptable there. They were kind of weird, but it's like, all right, well, it's kind of like a unique look or whatever. And then I feel like yeah. in the, the successive shows here in, in Handshakers and now in this new show. They took it like to the next level, where like, all right, let's add all these patterns and other colors and stuff in there. And they're like, okay, now you've gone too far. But it just, it's just so weird that this is like an actual, like, deliberate choice. <laughs> that they, yeah, that somebody it's... think thought was a good idea, not just in one series, but now in another series or whatever. But
1: I mean, I, just like I you know. said, I, I am very confused how a show like this gets green lit, but you know what like fucking 50 anime get greenlit every season and they're not all going to be winners so you know
0: yeah at least this one isn't uh because i think handshakers was a uh oni-chan show for better lack of a better description uh, <laughs> at least <laughs> at least this one doesn't seem to be that so maybe we're already oh won. you
1: know don't you know give it time give it time i'm sure they can find a way to string that back in
0: uh yeah i haven't actually watched it yet so we'll see all right, let's let's move away from that hot garbage uh, onto something <laughs> that uh, might actually end up being pretty good. Um, or At least we hope so. It might be. We'll see. Um, but it, it uh, we're talking about Dororo, which is yes. the latest uh, version retelling or whatever of the uh, uh, Osomateska manga. I've had, I have no familiarity with this g but you're you're familiar with i the source at all i or? wish
1: iro were here yeah, I think, because
0: I, yeah, I think we were we had planned on having iro on like i said but you know he's no longer with us
1: uh um, he would be the one to really help explain this but basically dororo is uh and yes as you said adaptation of an old osamu tezuka uh manga and in that very like, I mean, because here's the thing, right? We all know Tezuka for like, you know, oh Astro Boy and fucking Kimba the White Lion and shit, right? Like, you know, like the lighter fare. But Tezuka always had like a very like, I mean, if you you know if you're familiar with like Blackjack, you know, you, you know that Tezuka kind of always had like a kind of a he could go weird and dark when he wanted to. And I think Dororo is kind of more in that vein. Uh, basically, you know, it's uh, it's about an orphan boy who like has all of his limbs and organs and shit, like, sacrificed to demons, and, like, but he gets rescued by a kindly doctor who builds him a prosthetic body, and he teams up with, like, a traveling thief slash swordsman to, uh, to basically travel the countryside and, uh, you know, beat the shit out of those demons to get his body parts back. So, uh, which,
2: you know... I assume there has to be some kind of, like, supernatural thing? Like, he's able to, like, phantomly control these limbs? Or is it actually like, the machine is doing all the work?
1: I, again, Eero could probably explain it better, but... Let, I, I'm gonna be frank. Doroto is operating on the same kind of, like, fucking medical magic science that, like, Blackjack was. Like, that's kind of the, like, assumption you have to take here, is that Probably best not to think too hard about it. Right. <laughs> right, right. It's like it's fantastical in a way where like I'm sure there's actually an explanation in universe for like how he controls his prosthetic body, but like Yeah, you know. I get what you're saying. Cause I mean here's the thing, right? They're fighting the demons to get his body parts back. So that means I assume that they are once they get his body parts back, they're reattaching right. them to him. That's what I was thinking. Like, like how the fuck does that work? Like you know
0: be like uh (laughs) again
1: i I say don't think about it too much
0: i forgot marlon did you watch um ixion saga way back in the day Mm -hmm. i was thinking about the the ending when they uh they do the ball transfer right (laughs) the magical balls transfer Mm -hmm. oh god that show was ridiculous um
2: yeah so yeah so anyway not the
0: weirdest magitech out there Yes. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think everybody at least has their eyes on this. Um, <clears throat> it is being done by by Mappa, which is always, you know, I think I think that we can depend on Mappa to do good work at this point, regardless
1: of the. Yeah, I think that's probably the more. Yeah, like I mean, I'm interested in the premise and you know the lineage, but I think Mappa's involvement is probably the actually interesting thing about this production.
0: Yeah, they've kind of established themselves as like one of the most like consistently like at least from a technical standpoint quality studios out there. And they, they tend to pick um they've picked mostly I say mostly because Rage of Bahamut Virgin Soul exists. Uh they <laughs> tend to pick mostly interesting, kind of different content. Um and actually the Yeah,
1: Mappa – it's pretty like a it hassle. It's a pretty diverse uh, has a pretty diverse output when you really look at like what they've made.
0: They, did, you know what? Now I'm thinking about it, they did do an idol show once, didn't they? I'd have to go back and <laughs> I check. <did> totally <laughs> forget. I, yeah, I'd have to go back and check the tape on that one. But but that aside, for the most part, they've picked kind of very interesting, like you said, diverse material. And I'm always interested to see what they're doing. I don't know why. I still feel like they, they should have been the ones to do Golden Comedy out of everyone.
1: Oh yes, yes. I mean, look. I, I, Jill, I don't know why. I just felt like they that, shouldn't have even. I don't know why. That just felt shouldn't like, have even brought it up.
0: I'm sorry, but I don't know why. I just it, I felt like of all the studios, because you, you know you could pick somebody else like Bones or somebody, but for some reason it felt like Mappa should have been the ones to do. Um,
1: oh, totally. No, I, I completely agree. Like you to know, the point
0: that. where, if, if you recall back when we did the preview podcast, I'm like, isn't Mappa doing this for some? Re-? Like my I actually thought in my brain, like, no, was,
1: God, like, I wish uh yeah but, but uh, um since you're gonna open up that old wound i, I promise to keep it under two minutes but uh <laughs> no no i'll just say that yes like i mean yes we say that mappa has a diverse output but definitely like the kind of vibe quote unquote that Mappa gives off as a studio i think would have been perfect for a story like golden kamui and i think that's why uh when we hear about dororo getting adapted by Mappa, that's kind of why we also feel like oh that's a perfect fit Right, like I don't know a ton about Dororo, but like the premise of, oh, this traveling swordsman who inhabits a prosthetic body, traveling with a little orphan boy to go hunt down forty demons to reclaim his body parts, it's it's actually kind of similar to Golden Kamuy. Yeah, I was in some say, ways. Half, half that <laughs> plot kind of overlaps with
0: Golden Cowboy anyway.
1: Right, right. So like, it it definitely feels like a good fit for the
0: studio. Yeah, well. Can't uh, go back and change it now, I guess. But yeah. did um, while, just while we're briefly on the tangent, did uh, the second season of Golden Conway, did that go any better?
1: Uh, I don't know if we
0: ever actually talked about well,
1: it. I mean, here's the thing. I have kept up with it. And, you know, at this point, it's like the, re- the only reason I don't talk about it much is because, like, frankly, you know, the the pain has numbed me you know right like there's there's it can't surprise me with its uh okay you know with its mediocrity anymore but you know it's a thing where it technically adapts things accurately but i think the the actual sin it's committing now is like they're just skipping a lot of chapters actually like oh. like they're skipping like because i guess in, in the sense of like oh we got to get to like the bigger plot points they they've been skipping like Things that you could argue are quote-unquote filler or, like, side chapters, but I think are actually super important to fleshing out the characters. And they're just kind of, like, glossing over them, which, in addition to that show's already, like, at best, workman-like adaptation is just, uh, you know, just kind of a shame. Yeah. But uh, we don't need to uh, spend more time on that here. Yeah. Yeah. All right.
0: I was mostly just read the golden Kamui. (laughs) I was mostly just stalling for time because I don't want to talk about the next show. Um, (laughs) Uh, We
1: should get to this. Oh boy! Yeah,
0: I just want to just uh, again. This is maybe more of a PSA warning for everybody out there. The Hot uh, new Isekai show of, of the upcoming season is uh, The Rising of the Shield Hero, which actually the first episode I think has been out for a while. Crunchyroll has really been hyping it up and put out like the episode out early.
1: I mean, you know, like no hate to Crunchyroll, but they know what side they're, you know, they know what side of the bread their butter is oh, yeah. on. Like, you know, the Shield Hero is going to be their next Goblin Slayer. It's their right. next Overlord. Right. You know, like, it's it's their next Sword Art Online. You know, yeah, it's, like you saw them. I don't know. Did any of you guys see the
2: maps for uh, like most watched show? last year?
1: I don't want to think about that man. Yeah. Like in a fucking season that was as generally United strong States, as last season.
2: Not a single state was watching anything more than Goblin Slayer.
1: I, you know, and look all of Western. to all our listeners out there. If we ever we ever sound a little like you know fucking you know hostile to anime fandom as a whole, like understand, y'all completely yeah. earned it. You deserve it. Like fucking, <laughs> yeah. I, I can't even. I can't even be diplomatic, man. If all of y'all are watching Goblin Slayer and calling it this fucking grand achievement in anime storytelling, I,
0: I, yeah, I, yeah, no, sometimes I, I'm, the not, I'm not backing just down. Nothing at I'm all. backing down on that one. There's there's other shows I may be like, all right, fine, it's it's I don't like it, but whatever. I'm not backing down on that one, and I'm not gonna back down on this one either. Uh, as far as You know what? I could go over the plot of the shield hero thing, but you already know it. It's the same as every other light novel garbage. Um, Except this time they apparently shoehorned in some uh, false rape accusation or something that makes the main hero a bitter and obnoxious asshole. Um, Wow. Very uh, sympathetic. Yes. And uh, yeah, I, I have no desire to give this thing the time of the day. And I don't think anybody else should. So just consider this
1: more so of a but, warning. Um, but Gel, don't you know that? Oh, unlike most series, in this one, the hero uses that, a shield. Yes, so because the shield actually he's is the, the weakest.
0: weakest. Yes, because of all the all the heroes, like the sword hero and the bow hero and all that stuff, the shield hero is the weakest one. But of course, he's actually the it's best. Secret,
1: right? uh, Let the bingo begin. Oh my, I I don't. <sighs> Look, like, I know, here's, here's the thing, right? Okay, here's, I, I don't want to, like, rant about this show too much because it's just going to turn to a general rant about Isekai, but, like, I feel like at this point, isn't it, isn't, I feel like even amongst Isekai fans, right? If you're an Isekai fan, if you've watched multiple of these shows... you got to be tired of like, it by now, right? Is that what, is that? <laughs> surely you are, right, like, surely you are tired of the trope of, oh, this character has the weakest power or the weakest ability, but secretly he knows how to use it in a way nobody else has thought of. And it makes him the strongest. Like this has been done so many times. Like at this point, at this point, I'd almost be happier if a character just fucking showed up. And be like, actually, I got the best powers. Like, fucking sue me. Actually, no, no Isakai does that too, and like, it's just as bad. Fuck it. Yeah, Ugh. Yeah. The, and the whole the whole genre is just like permanently compromised in a way that right. cannot be redeemed. <sighs> yeah, I
0: uh, I think the only positive. I might take away from this. I think this is the only show of this type this season. I feel like normally we get like two or three. So maybe, maybe the, I don't know. Maybe there's some hope that the, the craze will die down, but yeah, I, I just, I, I just don't understand. Like you said, G like I understand why these shows get popular, but I don't understand how people can watch like five in a row. Like right. at some point, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the same thing every time. Yeah. So yeah, whatever. Let's let, let's just keep moving on. Don't That's watch sad. that show. Um <laughs> next so the next show I couldn't find an actual real title. This is the literal translation, and I'm not gonna try to attempt the Japanese one because it's super long. Uh the literal translation is my housemate is on my lap, but sometimes on my head um referring to a cat uh this show is about well less so (laughs) this show is about a uh author who takes in a stray cat and i guess the show shifts perspectives between the owner and the cat as they kind of uh you know as their friendship and relationship grows together and it looks surprisingly serious based on the trailer. Like, I have a feeling this is gonna. Serious. I have a feeling this is gonna catch a lot of comparisons to uh, "She and My Cat" if you remember that. Um,
1: oh okay.
0: That uh, that was the uh, the short directed by Makoto Shinkai, um, which was actually pretty good and arguably the my personal favorite thing Makoto Shinkai did because I don't really like him that much, but um. <laughs> Uh, th- this I this actually this like I said, this kind of felt similar because like the trailer actually seemed kind of a bit dramatic. There was a lot of like people crying and stuff like that. Um, and you know the the flip side, this is not directed by Makoto Shinkai, so it's not quite as nice to look at, right? But um, I don't know.
1: I mean, I haven't seen I haven't seen any of this show, but what you described, I mean, you know what? After talking about Shield Hero. That shit sounds all right. That is exactly. I'll watch a a show about a dude (laughs) hanging out with his cat.
0: That was exactly what I said when I was writing up the preview guide. I was like, you know what? I'll take it (laughs) based on all this other trash I've been looking at. Um, Sure. So, um, yeah, we'll see. And, you know, if if it does turn out like she and my cat, that would be a a victory because that was actually pretty good. Um, I don't know if you guys actually watched that. No, um
1: I never got around to it
0: yeah it's 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 not only a short but it's also only like four episodes I think so it's literally like 35 minutes or something like that so I I and it's on Crunchyroll so I recommend everybody check that out Mm -hmm. at some point it's a little corny at the end kind of the same way anything Makoto, Makoto Shinkai does is sort of overly sentimental but um still pretty good um Moving along, so this is another kind of, you know, one of the most anticipated shows of the season is the uh, adaptation of The Promised Neverland, which is a pretty popular manga. And I don't know a whole lot about this, so gee, I might defer to you, but it basically looks like um, Prison Break with kids. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's, you know what, like, as a one sentence description, that's basically correct. Um, yes, this is kind of the latest uh, high profile weekly Shonen Jump adaptation. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm i not going to say, oh, this is going to, you know, blow up to My Hero Academia levels, but I think there is definitely a fair amount of uh, anticipation for this one. Uh, long story short, Promised Neverland is about, I mean, it primarily focuses on a trio of kids who live at a, at, at an orphanage and in this orphanage, you know, they are under the care of a woman they call mother. And these kids kind of live a perfect idyllic life. You know, they're, you know, they're, they're fed and, you know, they have clean clothes and a, you know, perfect environment to, uh, train them into weird, super omnidisciplinary geniuses. Um, more on that part later. And, uh, kind of like life is perfect for them. And, uh, You know, they live at this orphanage, always looking forward to the day when uh, they will grow old enough to uh, finally be adopted and live in the outside world of the orphanage. And, you know, uh, if you've watched any number of like, you know, (laughs) like, you know, either if you've read any like young adult, you know, dystopian fiction or watched any like sci-fi original dystopian TV shows or whatever, like, obviously you eventually figure out there is a dark secret to the orphanage and um i uh you know here's the thing i i'm not sure how much i want to spoil here because like i'm going to be honest this is stuff everything i'm talking about is like in the first chapter and in many ways i almost feel like if i actually reveal the twist maybe that actually gets people more interested in it but I'll just say that they find out that there's some real ratchet shit happening to the orphans that leave the orphanage. <laughs> oh,
0: that's Yeah, I, I don't know, G, I don't know if you've watched the trailer, but there is a bit in the trailer that strongly implies that, so I don't think that's particularly shocking.
1: Oh, okay, so they're already revealing that, then, yes. Yeah, some really bad no, shit is happening no, to these detailed. kids. But nothing they just yeah.
0: kind of strongly imply as the kids are being taken away something's not right and
1: long story short yeah yeah okay well that's good i haven't watched the trailer i have here's the thing i not to go on to another tangent but i (sighs) okay maybe (sighs) maybe some fans might get mad at me for this but the thing i'm gonna say honestly like truly honestly my personal feelings about the promised neverland is if they do if the adapt if the adaptation is good the Promised Neverland is going to have a fantastic first season and maybe a second season. And if it goes on any longer than that, people are going to start realizing that maybe maybe that show didn't have as many fresh ideas as people were hoping. Right. Um, um because we well you mentioned, sorry, go ahead. You mentioned it's uh
0: it's a shonen jump series is that so, yes, yes.
1: actually, a fairly high profile one, but too. But it's not like,
0: like which is kind of, it's notable. not like a, obviously, a, a like form. a battle in type of thing, like you, that you normally,
1: um,
0: or is it? I don't know.
1: So, so, so here's, here's a <laughs> thing. Maybe I'm, I, maybe I'm, maybe I'm, maybe I'm saying to too much. About, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to talk about the promised Neverland as a whole as someone who's regularly reading it. The thing I will maybe say is, so. Um, the first, the the first parts of that manga are really fantastic, very compelling because it's about a prison break. So I guess to try and return to the main plot, basically uh, a trio of kids um, discover the dark secret of the orphanage and they begin trying to plot a way to escape. And here's the thing, they slowly begin to realize that, oh, actually mother, the one who takes care of them is also definitely not who she seems Mm. to be. And Makes sense. <laughs> there's kind of this really good, really compelling like psychological thriller aspect of the story because they need to like simultaneously like plan their escape, hide their escape from everybody else because they don't know who is like who can be trusted in the orphanage, and see like pretend everything is fine because mother quickly finds out that somebody knows the secret. She doesn't know who, but she knows somebody knows the secret, and these are smart kids. They are specifically trained to become like weird super geniuses. So like she knows these kids like are, are competent and they're not to be underestimated, but she also has to maintain the facade that everything is fine because as far as you can tell, only a couple kids know the truth. And there's some really great like psychological horror moments in the early parts of this manga about like maintaining the facade and like, you know just the sheer psychological pressure that puts on people like these kids are like fucking 11 or 12 maybe even younger like they're not you know they're not adults by any stretch of imagination like sure they're smart but they're still kids and it's really a lot of fun it's a lot of fun just like watching them slowly compile like okay for the next part of our breakout plan we need this this and this but how do we get this like the only place we can get this is like you know, monitored by mother 24-7. So we need to, like, basically set up another kid in the orphanage who doesn't know the truth to basically, like, you know... Be a fall guy. Be a viable... Dis- you know, yeah, be a fall guy, but he won't actually take the fall because he he definitely doesn't know anything about the truth. So at worst, he'll get a reprimand, but, like, you know, even if they try to, like, interrogate him, he'll have nothing to reveal or something. It's There's a lot of, like, good stuff like that going on in it. And I think... Like, for better or worse, like, there's a reason why the best prison break stories end with the prison break. Um, For better or worse, the promised Neverland does not end yes. with the prison break. And I think the post-prison break stuff is generally not as strong. It's not as compelling. There are definitely interesting aspects of it. And, you know, it definitely doesn't go full battle shonen. You know, there are – these kids don't suddenly gain, like, you know, fucking – dbz powers or anything like that you know it's just it definitely becomes a little bit more conventional after uh the prison break but yeah well again that's all stuff that's not happening till like season two or later yeah. so like in terms of the anime and what we're probably going to get out of this i'm i'm definitely looking forward to it you know um as long as the adaptation is solid i think uh the promised neverland is definitely gonna be one worth paying attention to you know, it's it is published in Weekly Shonen Jump, but like it's so different from most other Shonen Jump uh, series. You know, I mean, the main protagonist is a girl like it's a, like unequivocally like it's a trio. But the most important character out of that trio um, is a girl, which I think for yeah, a that's... Shonen manga is uh, pretty noteworthy right. in and of itself. Yeah,
0: that's pretty cool. Just speaking to adaptation, it is being done by Cloverworks, who is a spin-off studio of A1 Pictures. And they just did their they just did their right. first like they just did like their first like they were the lead on it um show last season which was the uh, the bunny Girl senpai show and that show looked really nice yeah um
1: okay it was up to sure. it was up
0: to standard of you know top because because a one can be up or down but when they're like their are a a they're a game <laughs> like saO a game is is pretty good and it was you know up in that territory right so that's encouraging, um, at least.
1: Yeah, that's good to hear because I think for better or worse, like the fear with Weekly Shonen Jump anime adaptations is like, I think we all got spoiled by My Hero Academia. We forgot that, like, how bad adaptations can actually be. Like, in a lot of ways, My Hero Academia right. was blessed by you know getting bones attached to it. And not only bones, but like 18 bones. You know, so, it, you know, I think a lot of other Shonen Jump adaptations haven't been nearly as solid. So to hear that uh, um, a pretty solid, reliable studio is working on that is uh, is encouraging to hear.
0: Yeah. Well, they've only done, like I said, one show where they were the lead studio. But ah, well, it is tied to A1, which has a consistent track record, at least for like their top shows. So um, I think that's... I think at least from the technical aspects... Uh, you know, that's probably a safe bet. All right. Well, we'll be uh, looking forward to that one. So um, let's start. We're getting close to the end here. And I'm going to lump these next two shows together because they're <laughs> both. I mean, basically girls and airplanes, but two,
1: hell two pretty yeah. different takes
0: on it. Uh, the first one is "Girly Air Force." <laughs> that is literally
1: which is the most <laughs> fucking in your face title right? you could.
0: <laughs> you can come literally up with. literally the title. Um, I think in this one, the girls turn into airplanes.
1: Wait, is that coming? what happens? Um, yeah.
0: Y- yes. So oh. actually, you know, I'm gonna just literally read the description here because this is probably I don't think I can do it better justice. Um.
1: Oh my god, you're in, actually in order friends. to
0: fight the creatures however, mankind creates fighter aircraft called daughters, as well as the automatic fighting mechanism anima, oh, no. which are shaped like human girls. Okay, so uh, maybe, so,
1: uh, maybe, so maybe they still
0: fly the planes or I don't know, whatever. It sounds like a gotcha game setup in reality, but which mm-hmm. is probably what it will be. Um or maybe um slightly okay, we're, we're starting to get into strike which strike which's territory, maybe. That's uh <laughs> But uh, at least these girls have pants, but that's another discussion. Um,
1: <laughs> so
0: that kind of that. So that's one take on the girly Air Force concept, literally girly Air Force. Yeah. Um, the other show is uh, tsh, 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 what is the actual title? The localized title that I found was the Magnificent Kotobuki. I think there's probably a couple different ways that could end up being named. But this is actually a show about like a squadron of cool ladies flying old fashioned looking airplanes. Right actual planes. Uh, which looks pretty well, okay. It sounds pretty cool until you realize it's done by the studio that did the recent CG adaptation of Berserk.
1: <laughs> oh no. Uh... And uh no, that's no, right. No. Sorry, no, you, you can't. I'm
0: rooting for you.
1: You can't do that. Like I knew the planes were CG, but
0: No, it's it's not just the planes, unfortunately.
1: Oh, no.
0: No, that's <laughs> so, That's that, no yeah. good. So, here's my question I put out to you guys. Cuz the, so the other show, so the first show, Girly Air Force, is hand drawn for the most part other than the planes. It looks actually pretty good.
1: Yeah, but it's being done, by, done satellite. by satellite.
0: Who they can be up or down, but when they bring their a game, they they make nice stuff. They make Macross. I mean, you know, when they when they do their a. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. Like you said, they can uh, be hit or uh, miss. Well, they yes. made Macross.
0: Yes, you, Macross itself, their their Macross adaptations themselves are hit or miss in, in in like within the series itself. But yes, they they can make things look nice though when they're when they bring their air game and the trailer for Gurley Air Force technical quality wise looks pretty good. So do you take the nice looking, uh, do you take the nice looking show with the stupid premise or the ugly show with the better premise?
1: Oh my God. This is some real Sophie's choice. <laughs> shit. Jesus. Oh God. I Here's the thing, right? Like I, I actually not paid that close attention to who is making what like because both premises literally sounded like the fake anime that was made in the PA <laughs> yes. Works anime yeah, that, That's, the, that's the joke.
0: That's the joke so, going around. But yes,
1: right, right. That's the joke that was going around. So for a while, I had actually assumed, oh, PA Works is making that show. No. Like, and I was like, well, PA Works does solid stuff. Like between Shirobako and like you know Series the Jaeger, like they're actually good at both like girls doing professional things and like cool action, but Finding out that I got to choose between fucking satellite and Gemba, like that's some that's a, that's some raw dog shit, son. Shit, that's like I was originally about to lead off this conversation. Like, well, I think the 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 magnificent Kotobuki looks interesting, you know. And I've I've always been a little concerned about the usage of World War II era imagery in Japanese fiction, you know. They are explicitly flying uh, Hayabusa planes, which, you know, not as iconic as the Zero, but still, you know, one of the most utilized planes by the Imperial Japanese during World War II. And that – I'm always going to have some weird feelings about that, even if the setting has nothing to do with World War II. But, like, in the light of the news of who's making the studio, that shit doesn't matter anymore. Like, this is a far more grave situation than I assumed. So,
0: just I just want to clarify real quick. Um Part of the the joke with the Shirobako as well is so this the the the, the CG show I don't I already forgot the title uh, is directed and written by the same people that made Shirobako, even though even though it's not oh, PA works. Oh no! Making it. Uh,
2: and they, they take all the unironic lessons <laughs> and not all the the satire.
1: Uh, what a
0: so uh,
1: what a truly. You know. What a what a tr- what a tr- truly confounding yeah, so, situation. Yeah, I don't know, um, man.
0: Do you take the uh, like I said? Do you take the uh, the nice looking bad show or the bad looking nice show?
1: <laughs> I so here's the thing. I assume you signed both of them to me already, right? Uh, like, I did not.
0: I didn't give you girly Air Force. I, I I think I'm doing that, or I gave it. Oh, okay, else. just yeah. I
1: haven't even. I haven't even looked at the assignment schedule yet. So I just assumed. All right, just give me both of those so I can just compare. <laughs> You're welcome to join on post
0: regardless. But, but uh, yes.
1: Um, my general feeling then is like the one I'm more willing to give a shot is probably the uh, what's it called the uh, our our current title, the magnificent Kodobuki, just because the show itself doesn't probably won't look good, but like the art. The art is nice based on the promo images I've seen. Like, it looks more interesting, I guess. It has nice art uh, direction. I, yeah, yeah. And, like, the director, if, it's, if it is the director and staff, or people who did work on Shirobako, like, Shirobako was a, I mean, some might call it 2015's best oh. anime. Um, you know, it's... It's, uh... Shirabaku was a fantastic, really excellent piece of work, but... Also, it was a very great specific kind of work. I feel like, I feel like, for better or worse, like this is so different and in, in many ways more conventional that I, I don't know if the same talent and pedigree really carries over. Right. Um. Fucking Studio Gambo? Yeah. Fucking seriously, <laughs> Jesus. Yep. What? What the? F- like, I would, I would, I would have taken like the guys who do like the Knights of Sidonia anime. Oh uh, yeah, what is- like. You know, that should yeah, tell me the, I for, forget the name of their but, studio. Uh, I always forget their name. Yeah. It's no idea. like uh, I don't know, yeah, there's man. Actually, there's, just,
0: there's a couple the or, fucking, or like uh, what's the other uh, the one that did uh Baraki? Is that the
1: Um that's Studio Orange, yeah. I believe. I think. They're the ones who did uh, no, 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 no. I Studio Orange did Majestic Prince. Um I'll look it up real quick. Uh, sure, now, sure. I'm Googling, Googling now stuff yes. is great uh, Sans again,
0: yes. Sands again. That's, <laughs> I couldn't the name. Yeah. Oh, I need to yeah, take them. Yeah. i picked them over. I don't over, know, uh, man. I,
1: <laughs> yeah. Gemba is a... Uh, that's a raw deal. I, I'm... You know, the, this is going to make for great radio. I literally have not even watched the PV yet. Hold on. No, it, it, just...
0: it, don't do a G. It's not... It's not worth it. It's not yes. worth it. It's oh not worth no, it. These... <laughs> oh,
1: uh, no. So, anyway, oh, it's, no. that is
0: sad because I actually think that might have been like a fun show. Oh, had that,
1: no. Had that this
0: actually is... been made. By, oh, jeez! Had that actually been made by viewers?
1: Is that pitch? Uh I I. Mm, okay. I. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. Fucking toss them both out, I guess. But maybe really, that'll like, be the real
0: answer. Yeah,
1: maybe that's maybe yeah, that's you know the I am I am
0: willing to over you know I am willing to overlook a lot when it comes to visuals. Perhaps maybe even more so than most everybody else on the blog. But it, when you come out looking like a, a PS2 cutscene, it's hard for me to. <laughs> you'd have to be a really That'd be a pretty damn charming show, for me <laughs> to, right. to yeah to for the me to want to watch that. So I don't know. Well, we'll have to uh, we'll we'll check it out, but it's not not looking good. All right, so let's uh, wrap things up here. With one more show we want to talk about so, while we're in the, while while we're at disappointing G here. Let's yeah. you know throw one more. <laughs> One more final blow at, at you here. Uh, let's talk yeah, about Magical it's... Girls Special Ops Asuka. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> this is a show about uh, magical girls with guns. Um,
1: this is like a show that was fucking tailor-made for me, and they still <laughs> fucked it up somehow. Oh, man. That's, that's I, well, you know... in a
0: nutshell, G. Yes, good idea is that. Don't pan out um well you know we haven't actually seen it yet right okay now you know what i'm sorry i can't can't even i can't even drum up the false optimism i've watched the trailer (laughs) um so the the Uh, idea is yes it's magical girls with guns apparently this group of magical girls took out whatever big threat years ago and now it's several years later and our main character who's gone on to live her, her normal life gets sucked back in and is asked once again to lead her squad of magical girls to figure oh
1: man it so good It sounds like great. premise is and, so and apparently good. i don't know how the
0: magic works in with the guns but they have like real guns uh and
1: it sounds so it, uh, good
0: yeah it sounds pretty good and i don't know man <laughs> i i i think you know so okay so watching the trailer first thing it doesn't look great but again, I could probably overcome that if they, you know, landed the premise. I think what we're going to get is a show that takes itself way too seriously. Kind of like um, that, like Sword Guys yeah, one? probably.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure. I which. don't even
1: know which one you're talking about, dude. Sword um, Guys anime. Sword Guys got a million anime. Fucking which
2: I guess it's not, there's not even only one of those.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, Token Rambu? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Oh. A, the funny thing with Token Rambu though is they actually made two different shows. One was like the the gotcha joke show, and then one was like the deadly serious one. So at least that had like pick your flavor, right? Right. Um. This this just looks like it. I have a feeling it's going to be like they're going to go dark and edgy and bloody and violent and everything, it's not like uh. in a good way. Well, I, I mean, you can do that, but when 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 you're when you're trying to like be too serious and like like i said lean on the edge and stuff like you can have the violence and everything whatever but you know i, I have have feeling
1: there's a, there's a way to lean into it and i don't I, I think it's just we don't have the confidence that this show no, has the chance to i'm not to do
0: i'm that. not getting that impression based on watching the trailer
1: yeah, at yeah. least so yeah, it's, uh, like i i won't lie like a part of like maybe a part of the reason why i'm so like skeptical/down on this show is because you know not to not to shill my own shit, but, like, I think I literally yes. drew this premise. You had a better version, like, you had a better a version of, of the ago. show years ago yes.
0: that you, you came up with.
1: Like, I, I I have entertained the concept of, like, you know, spec ops magical girls that are, like, trained and conscripted into the military. And, you know, but I think that that, such, that kind of premise is, like, so outlandish. It's so over the top that you have to lean right. into the audacity of it, you know, like... The sheer audacity of the idea of, like, giving, you know, a magic girl, like, fucking, you know, tactical gear and, like, a night vision, you know, (laughs) goggles and an assault rifle, like, it's, you know, fucking, like, you know, unlimited blade work style, like, just summoning guns out of magic circles and shit. Like, it's such an absurd premise that, like, at least personally, the way I approached it when I I drew it on my own, like... Like, it's not a thing you could take seriously. Like, this can't be fucking, like, Apocalypse a, Now, but right. with Magic Girls. Like, it's not going to work. Like it's too, it's too absurd. It's impossible yeah, to I take seriously.
0: Yeah, I think part of the problem and, with what you're saying with taking it seriously, like, in, in your concept, they actually had, like, the, the, the tactical gear and stuff like that. This one, they're just magical. They're literally magical girls with the frilly, colorful outfits and everything, and they just hand them, like, an AR-15 or something. Like, it's... <laughs>
1: yeah that's kind of the aspect is it's a little too incongruous like there's probably a way to pull like if you were gonna make
0: if you were gonna make a serious version of this it would have to be like grounded in reality where they're actually like you know wearing the tactical gear and stuff. like 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 those outfits are not practical like magical girls in in just in their you know nature are not like practical or or grounded in reality at all so like
1: yeah i mean you know, not to play like, yeah, like not to play armchair art director, because again, maybe I've had my own approach to this, but like, you know, it's like, it's a thing of like you, there's even a way you could still do it. Like you could, you could almost pull uh, you could pull, you know, take a page out of, um, fucking gun Gale yeah, online what or whatever that latest, uh, anime spinoff was where like, you can have them wear tactical gear and it could just be like bright blue and pink, you know, to like emphasize the magic girl aspect you can put like little cute bow ties on their like ammo mat you know their ammo right. bags and stuff but like you can lean into that it's just like when you've just design them as like literally like just stereotypical style magic girls <laughs> it's just you hand a gun or a knife in their hand it's 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 just it's a it's it oh, yeah, the other thing much, the main I girl think, actually doesn't have that, a like, gun
0: she has like a knife or something <laughs> which
1: Right, like, that's the other thing, right? It's like, it's not even that fucking tactical. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, like, that's a very poor tactic. What if yeah, it's a plus I did. But, <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, yeah, you know, it's... Yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's a real, you know, like, it's, as you guys said, anime, great concepts that have been <laughs> disappointing me since the dawn of time is anime in a nutshell. And I'll give this a couple episodes, but I feel like this is going to be... No different from you know a million other anime that I checked out because the premise was cool, only to find out that they totally shit it up. Yep. Okay. Well, I really ended on a high note on that
0: positive. Oh, uh, go. So sorry, Marlon. Did you have one more thing well, to add?
2: Actually, I was thinking. uh... Were we going to talk about that? Was it Kaguya-sama show?
0: Oh like, yeah, you know boring. what? I didn't. I didn't actually add that because I didn't really know what it was, but Um, um, do you want to talk about it real quick? That's one that just piqued my interest. Yeah, there's not a whole lot
2: out about it yet, but it's just got, I think, all of the hallmarks of a classic like Gel and Marlin rom com that
0: we would enjoy, (laughs) because like it's right. This is gonna be one oh, of yeah those, reading
1: this now, like this is your fucking show yeah, this so is gonna it, be one of those like
0: least comedies that nobody but me and Marlon ever watch um, so. so it's like <laughs> I guess the uh, the premise is
2: like there's these two you know two students in a school I think they're like in the, the student council or something like that and they're basically in a game of brinksmanship in order to force the other one to confess first because they think that confession is a sign of weakness <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay. Like and sure. they are both apparently like they're both yeah, apparently like geniuses good. or something so they're constantly trying to outsmart each other. Yeah. Uh, uh I'm willing to give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah, that I mean it sounds it definitely sure. sounds like something we would enjoy. I'm feeling a little burned after uh boarding school juliet last season which yeah. is kind not exactly the similar concept but it could be. That same genre I think. So I guess we'll, yeah, uh, we'll you it. know i don't want i don't want to judge kaguya sama on the sins of uh past shows here but um yeah definitely worth checking out um and it's being done by a1 again and we, as we were yeah, saying so, before so you know they're decent quality they usual. usually do solid work i haven't actually watched the trailer for it yet. i did read about it earlier but um yeah, we'll we'll have to keep an eye on that one, and maybe that that can join our list of uh, obscure comedies that we try to get everybody to watch. Right?
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, just looking and reading this description, like, yes, this very much seems like one yeah, of your guys' kind of shows. But I don't know, man. My yeah. story, this ain't, you know.
0: <laughs> well, yes, that's a, that's a very high bar. Maybe we can get it to like. If we could be like to the same level of like uh, this art club has a problem or something, I, I, then I'd be happy, yeah. I guess. But, uh,
2: <laughs>
0: we can only we'll hope.
1: Yeah, it's so it's... Uh, you know, what a season! Yeah, Slim a... Pickens.
0: This, I okay. Again, we just have to address. We say this every season. Oh, I don't know. it Doesn't look like there's a lot of good shows, and then we always find like more shows than we care to watch somehow
1: yes yes that's true i mean like people could definitely accuse us of maybe always being a little too pessimistic about the upcoming season and you know i I think you're right like i think that just comes from a place of like for better or worse yes we are used to anime disappointing us and i think for better or worse though having those low expectations means that when something does surprise us though it is a truly genuine surprise and this those are our, always nice to have
0: uh 23rd season covering uh anime covering all the shows yeah yes 23 and uh i say that to emphasize that we've watched a lot of bad anime <laughs> we have we have the re- yeah. we have precedent to be pessimistic right. on a lot of these things um yeah. so you know That's mostly where that's coming from. But as G said, that just kind of makes it better when we do find stuff that um, surprises us. That's kind of my that's always I always say that's been my favorite thing uh, doing the blog over the past, you know, seven years or whatever it's been uh, going on seven years. So uh, I'm sure we'll find something again this season. Maybe it'll be this Kaguya show. Maybe it'll be Girly Air Force. Nah, it won't be Girly Air Force. Yeah,
2: let's,
1: uh, <laughs> Who, knows? <laughs> Who knows? Who fucking knows? Maybe maybe the Price of Smiles will actually become <laughs> the modern 21st century Legend of the Galactic Heroes uh, we've uh, all been waiting be for. One the,
0: so there were a lot of shows I didn't put on here. Most of them were like bad gotcha game adaptations and stuff like that. Maybe it'll be like Last Period and it'll be like one of those where that'll totally right. surprise me.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure. Who so, can say? Uh,
0: but either way, we will be covering it all as usual. Um, I will have, uh, I'm not sure, I already have part one of our preview guide up, and I'll be working on part two this weekend. I'm, I don't know exactly when it'll go up. It may be before this podcast goes up, it may be after. We'll see. Uh, but you can check that out. Obviously, keep an eye out for our first looks as they'll be coming out starting next week. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. And, uh, you know, we're pretty decent on time, considering how many shows we talked about here, but yeah. I think we can wrap up there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, so I let's think is good do our place. housekeeping. You can uh, read all those things I was just talking about at theglorioblog.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at theglorioblog. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Podbean, Apparently, I found out that the Google Play thing I tried to set up didn't work, so I'm investigating what the problem is with that. But someday, when we may be on Google Play, we'll see. Um,
1: Please do. I use Google Play on my phone, and I can't find the (laughs) Glorio network. I need my Glorio network fix. Me and all the other... All all 12 of the people who use the Google Play app on their phone to listen yes. to the podcasts. So um, We need it. Yeah, we'll get that. Uh, we,
0: we post all the podcast episodes on YouTube, so you can follow our channel there. Uh, please subscribe so that someday maybe we can get ourselves an actual URL so we don't have to tell you to just go search for the Glorio blog or any of our podcasts. Uh, but they are there if you want to follow us there. Uh, that includes, of course, the our other podcast, the uh, G and Iroh, uh the Legend of the Glorio Heroes. Uh, shockingly, G has only mentioned the show three times this episode. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, if you'd like, if you'd Come like on. all of their thoughts on the as they watch the uh, the legendary uh, nineteen eighty eight OVA, uh, where where you where were you guys? You are like in the the thirties now, right? So you are about. Yes,
1: the mid thirties now. Yes, we have. Look, the only reason I haven't mentioned it so much is because we've only watched one of the three episodes. We need to watch before we record I, for the, next the next one. Next, but, uh, I've watched me, the whole block. It's very good. Yeah, let yeah. me show you. Oh yeah, is it? Uh, it's would you an, an, call interesting it an interesting trio of episodes. Trio of episodes? For sure. <laughs> <laughs> so um... please go, <laughs>
0: please go we'll check that out. It, that's then. a very good. Uh, that's 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 a good time, and uh, yeah, that'll do it. So. um... Thanks, guys, for toughing it out uh, on this one. Thank you out there for uh, everybody out there for listening and reading the blog. And we'll catch everybody next time.
1: Bye. See you later.